Hey y'all, I'm Bianca and I'm Shawnee and you're listening to Mindful BS, a weekly discussion about how we mindfully navigate through life's BS, the major, the minor, and everything in between. So you ready? Let's do it. Today's quote of the day is, divorce is always good news. I know that sounds weird, but it's true because no good marriage has ever ended in divorce. That's interesting. I think that's interesting, but I think there's some truth to that. I actually do remember, well, I'll just say this for the first point, the when I got divorced, and we're not even going to, we, we're talking about divorce today, right? Yeah, we're talking about divorce Okay. Today. Well, I'll say some of this, but I will say this. When I got divorced, I never, it was nothing that I necessarily shared with everyone. Like, I'm not one of those girls that, like, turn to social media and be like, I don't know. I'm just not a sharer. Like, yeah. y'all know that. So, it was weird because I do remember one time being in the office, and my responsibility requires me to interact with my coworkers frequently, like a lot of different people every single day. Yeah. So, I remember interacting with this one um, lady who knew me, like, she knew me and my husband, well, my ex-husband. Dang. See? Oh, my goodness. She knew me and my ex-husband, and we hadn't seen each other in a while. Cause she take a vacation like every single month. Like she really living her best life. Yeah. Um. But when I seen her, she's like, "So how's the husband?" And it was like one of those situations where it's like, do I just answer and be like, "Everything's cool, like he's great," or do I say, "We're actually, uh, actually we split up." So I actually said that. She was like, "I'm so sorry to hear that." Yeah. And then she was like, "Actually, I I take that back." She was like, "Whatever happened, like." regardless of the situation, I'm sure that everything is going to be better. Like, she took the sorry back, and she was like, a lot of times we apologize when someone tells us that they're divorced, but when you really think, like, literally what your quote said, when you really think about it, obviously something in the marriage wasn't right. It wasn't right, it wasn't working, and this actually may be the best, the best thing, thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yes! So, so before we jump into that, so yeah, Guys, today we're actually going to talk about divorce. I know we referenced it in our first couple episodes, but we never, like, really got into it. So. Right. But before we do that. All of that. Before all of that. Before we get into our heavy topics, I think we should keep it a little bit light, a little bit fun, because at the end of the day, we want to talk about serious topics and how to navigate through those, how to deal with them. Show support for each other. But I'm about to BS sometimes. <laughs> like, life is hard. I want to laugh sometimes. I agree. So I wanted to take a moment. I found a few things that popped up in pop culture recently. Okay. That I want to just talk about. Okay. The first one isn't trash, though. It's actually a great thing. And I don't know. Well, you're not really into, like, sports. And you know I'm not really like that. into that. But this isn't really about sports. Because you obviously know who Colin Kaepernick is. Duh. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted to actually, there's a lot of controversy going on right now because some people are upset about the whole. Which is so ridiculous. I don't think there's, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with the ad. If you haven't seen the ad already, it's literally just Colin Kaepernick's face. Um, It's in black and white and... On the picture or on the ad, it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Which he basically did with his career stand. Yes. So, and I I mean, obviously people are mad just because of what they feel like he stands for, which is literally just justice. Justice for for everyone, brown people. Included. Included. But, so I just wanted to bring that up because I know there's controversy, but... No, I think I that's great. Like, I'm I still, I stand I'm here with for Ky- Nike. I stand with you, Kyle. <laughs> I'm here for Nike. And if any anybody who is against it, I'm really giving you this hard side eye. Hard. Ooh. Well. Side eye. Because that's, okay. that's ridiculous. Also, we what? have to take a moment really quickly to give it up for... Probably one of your favorite next level. I don't want to say the word. Wow. Just, just say it. 
explain to people what your like your definition of next level uh, B is. Okay. So hold on. In this podcast, because you're gonna say it a lot. I'm gonna be it's saying, like her new it's like her new thing, y'all. It's like my new thing. <laughs> and I'll actually be kind of talking about where these phrases came from later on in the episode. But okay. further in the podcast, you're probably gonna hear me referring to women as <laughs> A put-together bitch or a next-level bitch. Okay, and really really quickly, y'all, because I know some people feel a certain type of way regarding the B word. I used to be one of those people included where I'd be like, really? But me, no. (laughs) I use that as a a term of endearment. Being Bianca's friend literally (laughs) has changed my perception on the B word to an extent. Sometimes I still be like... She does. But listen, though, when I say it, I mean it like just a bomb. She means it woman. with like, like sincerity. I, I she, really she doesn't mean it. Mean it with so I just want to clarify she doesn't mean it like disrespectfully. I at really all. don't. Okay. So, so a put together bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, I love me a put together bitch. Okay. Oh my God. I don't even care, like, how I personally feel about you. If you a put-together bitch, I still love you because I love women like this. So, my personal definition of a put-together bitch (laughs) is she's a woman of substance. Like, she's deep. She has layers. She exhibits characteristics like driven, ambitious. She's very dedicated. You know, she's mentally healthy she physically healthy on her spiritual you know she's oh, okay. spiritually I mean, happy she's well-rounded she's just... well-rounded okay, okay she's strong she is confident okay like when you see her you like i see you girl okay she got all her ducks in a row okay ultimately she's just like an ultimate bad bitch so this is put together this is a put together bitch so what's next level right though okay put together next level it's like a put-together bitch times five. What? No. So, like, a next-level bitch, she, like, has everything that a put-together bitch has. Okay. But it's, like, on another level. Like, you admire her bad bitch status. Okay, so basically a put-together woman. Yes. Has all of those qualities, and you rooting for her. You rooting for her, because you, like, you go, girl. But a next-level woman yes it's one that has all of those qualities you rooting for her but at the same time you also like goals like i you like, are goals as like inspiration inspirational got you like she got all of that she's the person that you look at her like wow i can't believe somebody is really this bomb you go and obviously soon as i get at the soon as i give you that definition of a next level bitch who is the first person that pop in your head yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce is the next level bitch. Oh okay. That is an example. And I shouldn't even have to say nothing more. Beyonce. Yeah, so I just wanted to, before we get into the trash, you know, talk about Colin, because we stand with, we're here for that. Right. We still with we you, still Nike. With you. I don't know about anybody else burning their shoes, cutting, <laughs> Nike, cutting Nike checks off of their socks, but being absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. But nonetheless, I wanted to do that. And then, of course, we had to just. You know, say happy birthday. Happy to the birthday queen. to the queen. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, we got to. to. We got to. Now. So, girl. What? This weekend, the trash was on another level in the celebrity world. Yeah. Did you see? I've seen. Well, I just got back from out of town. So, I wasn't necessarily in my phone like that. But I did I did see the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B thing. Girl! That's like, what I'm talking about. That was crazy. I just kind of feel like there's been this back and forth, like, almost like high school girl. Main like, girl type yeah, thing. Yeah, going back and forth for On a Nikki minute part, now. though, for real. I feel like Nicki was kind of low-key trying to bully Cardi for real. Because of her success? Yeah, just because I feel like Nicki can't handle... 
she can't handle another successful woman rapper in her eyes. It's like she has to be the only one. I feel like us knowing how Cardi is, she did a good job of holding back like her frustration towards Nicki Minaj. Like mm-hmm. she. She didn't really say much, and she did approach her in person. I feel like she was trying to hold back, and I just feel like last straw. So, like, what? Do, okay, do we know what was supposedly said? Like, because the post I saw was like the Instagram release press yeah. post that Cardi posted, basically saying like enough is enough. Right. But she made it seem like she said something about her daughter. Yeah, and we don't, as far as I haven't seen so far of what was actually said about her daughter, okay. but apparently like that is what the issue was. Like, on top of all the other issues that they had, she said something about her daughter and that took Cardi over the top. So for you, I mean, because let's, I guess we can, we can relate to this situation because we are moms. Right. If someone says something, someone that you've already been beefing with, we don't know. But I just kind of feel like I don't know what she said. That's what I'm saying. I said, I feel like I have so many questions. Like, what did she say? And then how, you know, like, what was the background? I still feel like we don't even know enough about, like, what they actual, like, beef is. Yeah. Like, how many times have Cardi had to keep her mouth shut about something or felt like she wasn't going you know... Yeah. I need more information. But just off of what I know, would you, as a mom, somebody bringing your your child into the picture, would you have a similar reaction? I feel like, okay, me personally, I'm just not a fighter. Like, that's just not me. I, not saying that I disagree with what Cardi did. Like, I feel like, I... I feel like, yes, there is a time and a place, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like, as a mother, you never know, like, what's going to trigger those emotions. Yeah. So, I feel like whatever happened, you know, it triggered her. Especially, I will say this, especially during pregnancy, you're very hormonal and emotional, but I don't think people understand, even at, like, that initial period after you have your child, you're still in a very, like... Emotional, emotional, imbalanced, hormonal state. Yeah, you are. Like, with your hormones, like, literally your body just gave birth to another human being and everything is still, like, now shifting back to how it was. Yeah. Before, on top of lack of sleep, on top of just being a, just becoming a parent and, like, the responsibility that's included like that. Yeah. And then you got something to say about, about me my kid? Like, yeah me as a parent or me as a like that's the one thing i do not play, play with you, me. Can't you play. cannot come for me as a mother <laughs> and you cannot come for my child like Nobody i am, i just feel kids. like i'm like the sweetest person and i'm not confrontational so if it was me you know me personally i wouldn't have i wouldn't have fought her yeah but I, because that's just not in my personality. Right. I mean, I would have definitely addressed the situation, and I would have been upset, and I probably would have been just as upset as Cardi felt. Yeah. But I just wouldn't Do physically it. have went into a physical So I did see, like, a couple little video clips, but I didn't really see, like, anybody hit anybody. Yeah. There were any connections, any blood, any uh, no, pullback lace was, fronts. It was, no, it wasn't nothing like that. It was, like, <laughs> Cardi threw her shoe. But it was security. Like, I feel like ain't nobody really hit nobody. I don't know. This is what I will say. I I like both of their music. I'm not necessarily a fan of one more than I am the other. I just kind of, like, I'm weird, though. Yeah. But I know Cardi is a Libra, and I don't care if you're judging me. <laughs> oh, my God. But us Libras, we endure a lot. Like, we will suppress a lot okay it's cool like I'm, i see you but it's whatever but when we're upset and we've reached the final straw that is when you will yeah yeah you'll, you'll catch our, our wrath. wrath yes yeah. so i'm gonna just say that you know if cardi is a regular like a, a libra like myself i'm pretty sure that whatever Nicki minaj has done has been enough enough, enough. it's just been enough yep so i'm with it i agree I'm not really a huge fan of either one of their, like, musically, but I I like Cardi, personality-wise. Yeah. Um, 
I think she, her personality is great. Like, yeah. she's always herself. She just, I respect her come up and everything. She work hard. Like, she really just out here trying to get it. And she just really her real self. Yeah. Nikki, I mean. I don't have anything I don't, against Nikki either. Like, I used to love a lot of her music. I, I haven't been really keeping up with her enough Me to either. know what's going on. But yeah. I just feel like lately in the media, she just been real messy, though. Real mean girlish. Really? Yeah. So, anyway. I miss, did I miss anything else? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. So, they're fighting. Wait a second. But hold on. I just saw a clip that said Drake and Drake invited Meek Mill on the stage. Yeah. So, they friends again. I seen that clip, too. Yeah. I didn't even really, you know. No, I didn't, I didn't look into it. But I honestly did not know if that was ever going to be. I just felt like that was. You know, a bridge that had been crossed and burned. Yeah, me too. You know. But that's good. I like to see, you know, us black people putting the beef behind us, moving on. Unity, man. Mm-mm. Unity. Something going on. No. I, wonder, I wonder who arranged for this to be squat. Probably Jay-Z. I just feel like Jay-Z, like, I feel like he liked the OG rapper. So when, like, like rappers, like, you know, well-known ones that people actually respect in the industry, like, fall out or start beefing. I just feel like if he feels like it's worth it, he'd be like, listen, now I'm going to need you to get it together and I'm going to need you to get it together. Because there's money to be made. And if y'all want to fall out again, you know, in a couple weeks, that's cool. But y'all both hot right now. Like, let's make something work. I just feel like he's like the uncle that always, you know... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Squashes the Like, that uncle that be like, all right now. <laughs> y'all cousins. Y'all not going to be sitting here fighting. Probably so. Probably so. I could definitely see that. Well, I'm happy to see that, though. Me too. That was good. But. What? Auntie Mary and Faith. Auntie Mary J. Blige. No, I love Mary J. Blige. were fighting in the Hamptons. Some, Girl, I don't know. I ain't got no tea. Saying, they ain't really released no real information you, on that. But you know why this is good, though? Why? Because there's so much history. I, like, listen. So much history. I just you need think to about know this. Twitter. Where is the footage? I know y'all That's got never surfacing. That's never surfacing. We need evidence because I can't believe that these ladies. These mature ladies. Hold on. So I hate and this is this is juicy. What? I just looked it up. It said this happened not just in the Hamptons, but this happened at Diddy's house. I know. There's I no, I we're ne- no, we're never gonna see footage from We're this. never gonna see it like ever. No. Well, the fact that it even because happened is at, crazy. Cause Faith, okay, Faith dated Biggie. Well, she dated Biggie. Yeah, but she dated Biggie, which is like Diddy's. You know, I mean, we all know the relationship that they had. And Mary J has been Diddy's friend. Like, he calls her his sister. Like, you know what I mean? It's like my sister and my, like, I mean, the girl. The girl, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, your sister, like, somebody that you love, girl, he didn't pass. Like, my sisters are fighting. It's in his home. I doubt, I doubt it was anything that anybody would have caught. Like, yeah. it's in this nigga house. Like, yeah, you're right. There's no way. I can see if it was out at an event or something. We're never going to see it. You're right. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> but we might hear some stories. So, if you were there, you know you, <laughs> you want to sell that story. Share that information. Just yo. sell the story. Do it for the culture. Be, be the, <laughs> the trustworthy associate. Or yes. what do they be calling them in, like, the TMZ articles? A the, close, the, a family friend, <laughs> close acquaintance, whatever. Do y'all thing, internet. A verified source. <laughs> Be the verified source because right. I want to know. I want to know what this argument was about. Like, what was this fight, this rebel, this tussle about? If you had to guess, what would it be? I don't know, dude. I just can't even imagine. But we'll find out, I'm sure, later. Mm, I need to find this out. Did I miss anything else? Um, I think that was it. Oh, one more thing, girl. What? Ayala. So you know, Ayala did this episode where she did um, Brandy Maxwell and her husband from Basketball Life. And do you know her husband cheated on her three hundred and forty-eight times or something like that? Three hundred seventeen in the three hundreds times over their seventeen years of being together. 
Are you crazy? Well, three hundred times. So that's like a year's over three hundred. That's like a a year's worth of cheating. That's like if he cheated once a day for a full year. Like, but they were also together for seventeen years. She had to have known this, though. I just I feel like she had to have known this. And did she? Did she, she know knew that he was cheating? That he had cheated before, but she had thought he had cheated eight times. Eight. And it was 300, over 300. Eight something. is too many. For me, one is too many. Yeah. But eight, you stayed with him and you thought eight was okay? What did I, what did, oh, I'm not say. Girl, you know Ayanna was, <laughs> I was kind of dozing in and out of the episode, but Ayanna was, you know Ayanna was putting so them together. I don't know, look. She be saying some, she kind of be saying some mean stuff Dude, sometimes. Ayala is mean as hell, and I promise you, she don't be fixing shit. I know they be going, <laughs> oh my God. They be going home feeling worse than they did before. <laughs> she be, no, this one episode, when she was like, your son is a meth addict. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my God. Why like, you got to put so much in? We know. <laughs> she like, okay, so Jay-Z is the uncle that, that fixes all of the beef. And Ayala is like the nosy auntie that call people out at the family <laughs> gatherings and be like, but did you know? <laughs> yes. That when you walked out in, on his life. You scarred him. <laughs> I even sitting right there looking at you like everybody be looking like. I mean, we know it, but do you got to be? Do you got to? You got to say it like that. Dude. Like I are. I, that's why I'm here for help. I'm here for help. <laughs> like how many? Okay, I'm shitty. Like I get it. You can admit that you're shitty, <laughs> but what really makes you shitty is the fact that you're not willing to do the work. <laughs> How many times will you look in the mirror and say, I'm shit no, <laughs> before it's too much? And then you just be like, damn. So not only am I shitty, but I'm just, I just been living I'm in just it too. Living <laughs> in my shit. Yo. But even though she don't be fixing nothing, it's great entertainment. It's great entertainment. <laughs> it's oh my great. God. And I kind of low key. I, at first, I felt some kind of way because she used to have a diverse, like, group of I don't know clients or whatever, where it'd be like normal people, and then it'd be like <laughs> the specialty, yeah. guests, like celebrity ones. But Loki, I feel like it's only been celebrity ones. Yeah, I feel like. But that just makes it so much better. Man, I'm here for it. Me too. But I'm glad we got all these laughs out before we get into this serious stuff. We still got to talk about divorce. I mean, we said we would, so I guess we got to do it. I just don't know if I'm really ready to share this with y'all. Like, the, okay, so first and foremost, like I like you guys have heard a million and one times, I'm so super private. So super private. But I want people to understand that my privacy does not come from a place of me wanting to be secret, but more so, like, my thing is I don't offer information. Like, yeah. if you ask me, for the most part, I may tell you. No, this is a lie, but continue. Okay, I, I'll do you one better. I don't offer information that includes people outside of just me. So if it's something that only relates to me, then I'll answer it or share it. But if it includes someone else like my ex-husband or like my sister or even if somebody asks me something about you, shit, I'll be like, I don't know. I mean, we just been hanging out. She's she been good to me. I don't know. She's like, you know what I mean? Because it's to me, I just feel like it's, it doesn't just affect me then when I share. You know what I mean? Like, it could ultimately affect the way somebody views the other person as well. And I'm not for that. I agree. You do that. But you also still don't just oh. I find out stuff about you through conversation. Like, you know how most friends call each other, like, something happened and you will call your friend media. Like, girl, let me tell you. Da, 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 da. Boom. With Shiny, when stuff happened, it would be like, Six months later, and she'll just casually drop it in conversation, though. And I'd be like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, girl, that was it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you just slid that in well, there real anyways, quick. anyways, 
I was saying all of that to say that I haven't even had like a divorce conversation. I feel like with my family, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I didn't even like I haven't even really like sat and talked to them about like, okay, so this is how I felt, and so this is like kind of a big deal for me right now. It like is. I'm actually kind of nervous to talk about this. It's okay. I'm nervous too. Cause I'm like, are we gonna go there, or are we gonna right. go there, go there? Like, oh wait, wait, are we going? <laughs> like, what taste are we going here? Like, and it's kind of tough because at one point it's like, well, I just, you know, I don't want to go there, go there. But at the same time, I feel like that's the issue in so many. Like, that's the issue with society. Like, nobody wants to fully go, go there and yeah. and really share their experience of what happened and like how they dealt with it, how they overcame it, how it made them feel. So it's always like a little surface level, like, yes. Oh yeah, it's tough, but you'll be you fine. Be fi- you know yes. what I mean? Oh my so God, I'm like right. struggling. So I'm just going to let y'all know now I'm going to try to be transparent, but I'm not making any promises. I'm a work in progress. Hopefully the more you guys listen, the more, I will, she will open, open up. up, but I'm just forewarning. But yeah, okay. Where do you want to start at, girl? Okay. I really don't know where we should start based off the fact that me and Shiny had two completely di- different divorce experiences. Like, I, I feel like everything about our, like, not everything about our relationships, but they're uh, very different. They are. They were just very different. Like, we have gone through a lot of the same situations, but they were handled so differently. Yeah, 100%. So, okay. you want me to go first? Yes, please go first. Okay, so background to, like, how we even got to the divorce conversation. For us, it was kind of something that came up, like, often. Not often, but, like, of course, okay. So, first and foremost, let me just start off by saying me and my ex were, like, friends. Like, we were friends probably first before anything like I was the type of wife that would like sit on the game with him and play Call of Duty for like four hours straight for real no (laughs) first of all I know you guys have men and they be in a little Xbox live groups or whatever it's definitely so you know usually the the wife me I'm the wife who sits on the couch and just sits next to him while he plays the game in my phone reading a book or doing not paying attention Meanwhile, Shiny's the wife that's actually playing <laughs> with all the guys in the group. But listen, like, when I say we took gaming so serious, like, I love video gaming. But I was always like that because I played with my dad growing up. But, like, I'm the wife that's sitting there with a headset on. No. Like. Controller in hand. Eventually, we actually bought two Xboxes so I could play. I, I didn't want to do split screen no more. so i say all of that to like give you context like that's the kind of relationship we had so um i guess for us it just kind of had got to a point where we got married really young um like i was i was with him before i turned 21 so like i started dating him before i even turned 21 so when we got together i can now honestly say looking back that i didn't know who i was like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I really wanted in life. And I didn't have, like, those hard no's, hard yeses. Like, I didn't know really what was important to me. What was I willing to compromise and what, you know, whatever. So, for us, like, our relationship, it just was something that started off good. And then, like, as it progressed, we realized that we saw differently on a lot of different topics or aspects. And... The more we would, like, try to talk them through or, you know, just, like, try to find common ground, I think we were starting to realize, like, okay, no, this, like, this is the type of lifestyle you see for yourself, whereas I see, you know, maybe, like, traveling, going to different, like, you know what I mean? Like, something completely different, and it kind of got to a point where it's, like, do we want to sacrifice our ultimate visions of our lives to try to make something work, or do we want to part ways, be friends, co-parent, and, like, still find happiness separately. Such so, an amicable <laughs> So, like, it came up, we were married for three years, so it, it kind of came up, like, around that last year. Like, every month it'd be like a, are, are you really happy? Are you really happy type of thing? Well, let's, you know, let's keep trying. And then we would try. And then it'd be like a, 
I mean, I don't know if I'm feeling happy. Like, I just feel stuck or lost. And it kind of happened like that until eventually we just decided to part ways. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That. So, you you guys hear how, like, Shani and her ex-husband, you know, kind of just came together. They mutually understood that their relationship was dissolving. Mine was the complete opposite. <laughs> okay. I was completely off guard by my divorce. Like, by my ex-husband asking me for a divorce. And it was so weird to me because background on our situation, we had been together for a really long time. I had dated him when I was in high school. It was the end of my senior year and when we had met. And then... We had kind of, like, stopped talking. My ex-husband was doing stuff, like, taking me on surprise dates. He got him and his friends together, and they, like, rented a boat for us and, like, took us on this nice date night where on the town where we had, like, food, and then we went out afterwards. It was great. And he basically told them, like, he wanted to do that for me because he felt like I deserved that. That's beautiful. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was bomb. Like, he was, I really felt like he was stepping up. He had got promoted at work. Okay. I had just got a new job. Great. Um, I had, for my birthday, I, I wanted a new car. Mm-hmm. And we had went to the car dealership. And he was like, oh, it's good. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, we got two incomes. So, we had, like, his and hers cars. Like, That's cute. We had the same brand of car. And I had okay, a little SUV. Right. It was cute like I just feel like mm-hmm. I was really living this is some real mushy shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to let the people know I'm just saying, this is our friendship though like I need them to, I need them to understand where I was at okay basically y'all were living like so before our <laughs> life imploded <laughs> before he imploded our life that's the kind of life we were living okay it really was great. I it was thank you. I really loved it. Like I really, really loved it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everything was going great, and then boom! I had a Maya. Yeah, and I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Well, you can talk talk more about the actual how it all played out for y'all. <laughs> y'all. So, like I said, I started this new job. That's why I'm walking through my car- parking garage blissfully because, you know, my husband's great. Our daughter's beautiful. <laughs> I just have a new job. He's down the street at his corporate job. Like, look at us. So, I have to do teach backs with my coworkers because... Girl, don't nobody know what a teach pack is. Like, oh my is god, this, is this relevant to the it story? It is relevant. It's okay. relevant. Okay. So, what does it teach? Like, what does that mean? Okay. So, I'm a corporate trainer. So, in my job, I have to facilitate a class. Okay. I was new to this company, so this was going to be my first class that I facilitated by myself. Gotcha. I had two other coworkers, and they were training. They were training me. Gotcha. So a teach back was me teaching them the information that they already knew, and then they were to tell me like no, like feedback, feedback, like, yeah, or what I could improvement, blah blah blah. Yeah, gotcha. So I'm in the middle of my teach back, and I get a text, a text, <laughs> like okay, I get a text. Okay, what it is? What do you? What do you mean? Like, and the text is just like, do you think I'm happy? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Like, why wouldn't you be happy? Like, one, I'm your wife. (laughs) Like, but two, you just got promoted. Three, you really don't have to do anything. Like, I cook, I clean, I do the laundry. You literally just come home. Like, you don't have to do anything. So you should be happy. Like, yes, you're. I think you're happy. Also, like Shani said, her and her ex-husband, you know, they ask each other where they're happy. I often ask if my ex-husband was happy, is there anything that I can do to make him happy? I was a super wife. <laughs> like, I was one of those wives. Like, I really just want to be a bomb wife. Like, I'm cooking. She did take it pretty serious. I took it so <laughs> serious. Like, we didn't even... 
eat the same things and I would cook like two separate meals for us. Like I did. I just really tried. It was like very important to me to be just like a great wife because mm-hmm. I valued it. Like I thought it was so special. Right. Like not being a wife is special, but like being my husband's wife okay. was special. But you're supposed to be telling us what happened with the, the text message. Oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> real me Real me so I'm getting this text message that he asked me was he had was um he happy. So I'm like, yeah, why would he not? Boom, long ass text message. Oh, <laughs> he had a cute <laughs> long ass text message. Like I imagine this nigga was at his desk like, I'ma send it. Or I'm not. No, I ain't gonna send it. I'ma write it down. <laughs> Boom, I'm pressing. I sent it. Oh my gosh. I would, and basically, it, the text was a lot. Like, it was a lot. But it basically, it basically said that he wasn't happy and that he thought that maybe we should separate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Like, Wow, but I was in the middle of my teach back, and I'm at work, and I just started a new job, so I can't run out, I can't react. Yeah. So imagine being at work at your new job, and your husband is basically saying he doesn't want to be with you, and you still have to get up and be like, okay, class, so... And that's crazy because, like, not only is your husband, but you guys were together for so long. We like, were together for so long. And then it's like, nigga, we live together. You couldn't wait till we got home. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had to send me a text. We couldn't talk about, you Just couldn't, person, nigga, yeah. you could have sent me the, we <laughs> need to talk text. <laughs> I would have rather him said, we need to talk. <laughs> then send me this text. Okay, so you kept working. I kept working. I was taking breaks. Like, I would do my lesson, and I'd be like, all right, guys, I'll be right back. And I'd go in the bathroom and <laughs> bawl my eyes out for, like, my 15-minute break, like, in between the teach backs. And then I would come back, and then I would, like, give myself 15 minutes. Like, okay, it wouldn't be noticeable if I'm just going this long. Right. Literally cry in the corner for 15 minutes, go back to my teach back. Teach back up like positive like you couldn't even tell nothing was wrong right so i want to say just one thing the whole time bianca's going through all of this like i said i was pregnant at the time um and then i actually went into labor like i had my daughter and i still did not know like any of like anything none of this was going on and i say all that to say like she legit was like Still keeping it together because I thought everything was great. Thought everything was fine. So after the text, after like, how did you cope? Like, how did you? I had to come home, so I had to come home, and I'm just like, we obviously talked about it. We actually had several conversations over the course of that night, but ultimately, like, we concluded very quickly that it was over like it wasn't really? yeah was like, like no it was no back and forth, back and forth wow. or like he said separation and i'm like well if it's not separate for what like separate what what do you mean like yeah. what are the conditions of this separation and then ultimately i was just like no yeah. like either it is or it isn't yeah also in the midst of that i felt like he said, like, some very hurtful things to me. And he had never said hurtful things to me before. Like, ever. We argued, like, yeah. rarely. And when we did, it was, like, petty. And we would get over it. Like, right. we had a don't go to bed mad rule. Yeah. So we were never really mad at each other. And he had never said anything disrespectful to me or anything that, like, hurt my feelings. But in these series of texts and in these conversations, he has said some things that really, really hurt me. So at that point, like... Does, so did at the that fact point, that he say like some really hurtful things, like make you feel like did it make you kind of then start to support the decision or were you still kind of like this isn't what I want? Initially, it was a very hard fight for this is not what I want. 
like I didn't want this. Uh, who gets married to be like, oh, I'm getting divorced eight months later? Like nobody wants that. So I'm like, at one point I remember like I feel like I was begging like, yeah, please like don't leave like, what can I do to fix it? Like at one point I really was willing to it, I just felt like I was willing to do anything to save my yeah. marriage because I feel like that's what you were supposed to do yeah. like I felt like you get married till death of us part right like what do you mean so but then I, I felt like it did get to a point where one in the midst of the reasons why he were unhappy I didn't really see any Seems like there was no clear, like, mm-hmm. real reason. Like, it just sounded like a list of excuses. And they changed, and I could never, like, really get, like, a clear answer. It was just excuse after excuse. But I feel like now, after I've, like, come to terms with what happened, and I don't really require closure, because that was what really was bothering me the most about the situation, is I never, I just felt like I didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. And that just took me to so many different places, because I felt like it was me. Mm -hmm. But I knew it wasn't me. But I literally felt like, you know, I just failed. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm all about trying to be strong. So... When we came home, we had our conversation, and we decided whatever, it was over. The next day, the very next day, I still had to go to work because, like I said, I'm new. I still had to do teach back, so I'm still crying yeah. in between my teeth. And Shawnee just had a baby. Yeah. So now I have to go to the hospital and see my friend and her new baby. And I'm genuinely happy that Shawnee just had this baby. But whole time, my whole world just exploded. Y'all, it was like the craziest experience ever. Because like, clearly she was there showing support, but like... I could sense at this point, like, something isn't, like, what's wrong? Like, something isn't right. So she tells, we're literally in the hospital. (laughs) I really didn't (laughs) not even want to tell her, but it was really hard trying to, like, hold it together. Yeah. And the funny part now looking back is, like, me and my ex-husband, but then husband at the time was sitting there like telling her like it's gonna be okay maybe you guys could like work through this talk it out mind you him and I were separated later that same year that same year they were really hyping it too like it's okay you know sometimes in our marriage well I mean we cause we did like Y'all, I told you they we did. went back and forth for such a long time yeah that at that point we had kind of had the discussion, but then been like, oh, but, you know, we're going to work through it, and yeah. we're making progress. But. Because at that point, I thought you guys were, like, in a really great space. I remember when I walked in, and you had the baby, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, they're such a family. Like, your ex-husband was being, like, so loving, and y'all just so, looked like... I love him. Still. Y'all just looked like a unit. Sometimes I think it's going to be really hard when I start dating or I meet somebody else, because I feel like I always am, like, gassing up my ex. Because he really is a great guy. I mean, he... But don't no man want to hear somebody talk about that? They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear I'm going to have to get that in check, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, now that you guys have background on our situations and how it got to that point, you said you didn't... You had fears about the decision? Yeah. I had fears afterwards because I felt like... Ultimately, I felt like I'm going to be looked as a failure. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like people were going to judge me. I felt like people were going to be like, wow, they were together for that long and they couldn't even make it a year. Yeah. Like, that was embarrassing. Right. We had this beautiful wedding. Like, our wedding was lit. Like, mm-hmm. it was... Y'all wedding was fun. Our wedding was so fun. It was so beautiful. Like... Yeah. And literally, it was only eight months ago. So, right. I just felt like I was feared that I would be judged. Like, I felt like people would not treat me the same. Right. I also feel like I lost a piece of myself because I felt like I loved, like, being a wife and a mom. I loved creating this family atmosphere for Mm -hmm. my family. Like, I was all about it. Mm -hmm. So, now I was just like, okay, well, now 
I'm not a wife anymore. Right. I'm just a mom. And I'm like, being a mom is great. Like being, a, but now I'm a single mom. It's just something I didn't see for myself. Right. I mean, nobody. I feel like nobody just be like, oh, I'm gonna be a single mom. Yeah. I feel like I had the same fears, um, especially regarding like how other people were gonna like view the situation. Yeah. Um, but more so like kind of from your aspect, like just me personally feeling like, wow, like I failed at this. Yeah. And besides that, my only other fear was like how the situation would affect our daughter. Yeah. I mean, she's super, super young, so I guess we were, I don't, I don't think it's, the situation can ever really be better or worse. Well, I guess it can be worse, but regardless of when it happens, it's going to affect the child some way, but I think the fact that she was, or she is so young, yeah, it's not, it's not as hard because it wasn't like she was, she know names, she can talk, she yeah. can like verbalize. I mean, she's used to saying like, okay, this is mom, this is dad, and now they're separate, but I mean, she's one, so it's not like, devastating or yeah. if you have an older child it's kind of like and i feel whoa like even for brie though when when we got divorced she was like two yeah but she was still saying stuff like when is daddy coming home mm-hmm. yeah or like when she would just ask me so many questions like daddy's not staying here like why is daddy not sleeping with us like Cause we like when I say things moved fast yeah. after the decision was made, like it was fast, like so, like with that, cause I think it's good that we talk about our fears, but we definitely want to like throw out some of the things that you encounter when you go through these solutions, but also provide like maybe how we coped and what may work for you. So especially with the one with like Bree, cause like I said, I didn't really have to experience that. Yeah, she's so young. How did you cope or how did you, like, work through that part of it? Well, that was really, really hard for me because, obviously, he had been in the household with us the whole time. So, I really felt like I was hurting her by taking away her, you know, her two-parent happy home. Mm -hmm. But it's always been important for me to stress to Brie that although me and her father aren't together, we both love her mm-hmm. and that she has two parents who, although they aren't together, like we still love her the same. Right. So I just try to emphasize that although this is our new normal, cause it really had to become a new normal for us. Right. Like our routine had to change and it felt like even though she was so little, she was still adjusting to it. Just like being me and her. And even though she was young, my daughter is like, super smart yeah like she's so smart and her cognitive thinking and like the way she can put two and two together is so crazy but like eventually she just starts saying stuff like this is mommy and this is just mommy and brie house right this is just our house you know like okay i'm realizing or then just asking when her dad was coming to visit instead of come home so i feel like just the emphasis of like it's still okay. Mm-hmm. This is just a new normal for us. Right. Was how I cope with that. That's amazing. I mean, for us, I feel like we just, um, obviously, when you go through the separation process, like, if you guys were, like, if you're with someone, you guys were, like, legally married, you'll have to go through, like, some type of separation process and, like, even a parenting course. Mm-hmm. But even if you're, like, not married to your partner and you guys have a child, I would say before you split, still sit down and come up with some type of co-parenting arrangement. I think that's the one thing that helped me and my ex-husband out a lot because we have some type of, like, outline for how we're going to split up the time that we spend with her. You know, just try to make that her normal. But if you are possibly, like, going through a breakup, like I said, even if you guys aren't, like, court-ordered to do this, like, I would strongly suggest, like, talking about co-parenting, talking about you know, how you guys are both going to be involved in some way. Because I think that helps for the children. I agree. But how did you deal with the fear of, like, feeling like you have failed at it? Okay, so the whole thing was a really low point for me. Mm -hmm. I felt like, um, not only did I feel like I failed, I also felt like it was, I wasn't, worthy almost kind of felt like my self-esteem was low Mm -hmm. like I was attacked like I felt like what is what is it about me that that wasn't good enough that wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. so that's like a really low place to be in because it's like 
I obviously felt like I was a very confident person, but then I felt like I had my stuff together. Right. So I just didn't understand, like, why wouldn't he want, like, why wouldn't he want to be, like, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I just feel like, you know, as far as women go, I'm pretty put together. Right. Like, I'm educated. I've always been very career-driven, like... Go ahead, toot your horn. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, go ahead, continue. Listen, I have to, to... Even the fact that I can do that now just <laughs> is great. Only, like, a, it's, it really hasn't even been that long. Right. But I felt really low, and one day I had to have a talk with myself. I like to do that. Y'all know how Issa talk in the mirror? Girl! <laughs> I actually do that myself. But anyway, I had to have a talk with myself, and I was like, you know what? What, bitch? Y'all, listen. We not about to do that. Because we've already been recording for 45 years. I'm sorry. You're not about to give us this full dialogue, though. I told myself that this was the last day that you was going to cry. Yes. And I said this was the last day that you was going to ever let a man make you feel like you aren't good enough because you've been good enough and you're only going to get great. And that's when I invented the put together bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I probably didn't invent it. I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it, but that's when I told myself that I was going to be a put together bitch and what that meant to me. Right. So that is how I coped with that. Okay. Because I told myself that I was valuable, that I was worthy that I deserve better. Right. And I honestly feel like another thing was, I feel like in my deepest, darkest times, I was looking for closure from him. Because like I told you, I felt like I never got like a real reason. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I came to the conclusion that I just felt like he did not know himself. Yeah. And he told me at one point, like, you know, I know it hurts right now, but you're going to thank me for this later. And I was like, why would I thank you for ruining my life? Like, I felt like my life was ruined. And he's like, because you're going to, you're really going to get what you deserve. Yeah. So I felt like, although I felt like it was selfish for him to destroy our family like that, I felt like ultimately he did me such a favor. Because like you said, you didn't even get the chance to figure out who you were in your marriage because you were young. I didn't get a chance to figure out who I was because I was putting so much into being a wife and being a mom that I wasn't even figuring out who Bianca was. So because my self-esteem was so low and I needed to pick myself back up, that's how I started figuring out, like, you know what? You just may be a put-together bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're going to be a put-together bitch, you're going to need you a different type of nigga. Oh, my God. Stop it. No, uh, not the same, but similar. Because I feel like I had the feeling of, like, failure a lot. And what I do is, like, when I feel some type of way, I try to reflect on why I feel that way. Um, and ultimately I came to the conclusion, like, you feel like you failed at marriage because society is painting this, uh, perfect life, perfect relationship, yes. perfect woman looks like, and that's not true. Like, yeah. that's just not reality. And I once agree. I realized that it's okay to fail at something as long as you recover from it then, like, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, okay, yes, it didn't work out, but I'm still going to be happy. I'm still going to live a successful life. I'm still going to raise an amazing daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, like, just because that happened doesn't mean that you have to, like, shut down, break down. It doesn't mean that life is over. It literally means that one chapter ended, and and it's your opportunity to create a new one. Like, it's not even just, like, another one that's, like, pre-written, like, Every day is a new opportunity to create the life that you've always wanted. And once that sunk into me, like, wow, this ended, and now I literally can live my life how I've always envisioned living it. Like, this is an opportunity opportunity for me to start from scratch, in a sense. I started embracing that. I think I've been learning to embrace a lot, embrace a lot of things since you know, going through that experience. Mm -hmm. 
So I kind of wanted to talk about what we kind of learned from or what we took away from going through that. What do you think you took away from it? Um, For me personally, and I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the dating episode, I feel like the biggest thing that I learned is before you even go into your marriage, try to have an idea of who you are and what you truly want for your life long term, like your your personal wants. Um, and like we say, kind of deciding then, I was actually just talking to a friend, they mentioned this 80-20 rule, like, obviously you have your list, and let's say 80% are the things that you want to be on the same page with, with the other person, and because no one's perfect, that other 20% can be the 20% that you guys, you know what I mean, that it's important to you, but it's not, it's not a deal breaker, it's not a deal breaker, yeah. yeah, so kind of just establishing those things, and with the actual dissolution and separation part, I just, um, I don't know. I, I learned to embrace aloneness. I know that sounds really, really weird, but I learned that aloneness isn't a bad thing. I learned to embrace aloneness and to have an idea of who you are and what you truly want. Like, those two things are like, that's like vital to this life yeah i agree with everything you just said i also want to add i agree of not settling or feeling like your expectations are too much Mm. because i feel like sometimes we just get caught in wanting to be with somebody so bad that we're willing to overlook a lot of things Mm -hmm. And I feel like I learned that, you know, love is beautiful at the same time, but you can't lose yourself in love. Like, Mm -hmm. love is not enough um, to sustain a a relationship. Like, there has to be other factors. And I feel like you need to be able to identify the red flags early or identify that you're not going to get the factors that you want from your partner. You can't think that they're going to eventually adapt to that like accepting what accepting is accepting what is yeah. instead of going off of potential mm-hmm. potential that is, happens a lot yeah because that happens a lot potential is great but at the end of the day can you deal with this person as they are now and not in the oh but eventually they're gonna get to this plan and you know what i'm happy you brought that up because that's kind of unfair to the other person too if you like if you think about it because it's like you're in a relationship with someone. They're showing you who they are. But yeah. you like, I see more in you. Yeah. But it's kind of like, but I've never like told you or gave you any inkling that I was actually going to be what you envisioned. Like, yeah. this is me. <laughs> this is me. You <laughs> so, just created your own vision. Uh, vision of that I've person. I've showing you who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have to remind ourselves to look at the overall bigger picture. Uh, I think another really important thing that I learned from my situation was just how to love myself for me properly. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was looking in for my husband to validate me, to love me, to make me feel like mm-hmm. I was, you know, like I deserved certain things. And so when we were going through the divorce and he was making me feel like I wasn't everything that I am, I was like... The nerve of this nigga (laughs) to make me feel like I'm not bomb as I am. Because, but at the time, I'm like, dang, I'm I'm, I'm not. Maybe I am. I'm not this. I'm not that. Because, like, why wouldn't he want to be with me? But I had to come to the conclusion and learn really fast, like, it's not me. And sometimes we look for answers. And then I just feel like sometimes there's just no explanation. None. Like, and it is what it is. And you would spend so much time wondering why something just happened the way it is and sometimes it's not even worth it to wonder like it It just just is is what it is no that's major too just accepting things people situations and everything for what they what they appear to be like not looking deeper into certain things because there's i mean that's just how it played out yep all right girl I, don't, I already feel like I overshared, so I'm not, y'all not getting nothing <laughs> right though, for a good was, three weeks though. That was a lot. Three weeks. But I'm done. We just unpacked a lot. I just feel like we should just do like a million episodes of just drama. 
Celebrity no. child. No. Mm, okay, we can't do that. All right, y'all. So, before we let y'all go, because I feel like we've been talking y'all ear off this episode. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. Um, my mindful tip for the week is, so, I told you guys I went heavy meditating in August, and I didn't know how to meditate. I know that sounds stupid, but, like, I couldn't concentrate. Like, I had to study, like meditation because I'm like I'm not doing this right like when I first like really really started it so I downloaded this app called mindfulness from the app store and it's a guided meditation app and you can pick like how long you do it for and you can pick like your background music Mm -hmm. and I really like it I do it every morning it really put me in a good space before I go to work so you guys download mindfulness from the app store that's my tip that's it Okay, oh, and also, if you guys are listening to this on SoundCloud, just so you all know, we're actually on iTunes Podcast now. So, we're on iTunes Podcast now. Download, like, subscribe, and rate us, y'all. That was so annoying. I was trying. You was just so pumped. Okay, y'all, but we're out. Bye. Bye.